The Premier League Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Shady Rays. Go to ShadyRays.com. Use the code SGPN for 50% off two or more pairs of polarised sunglasses. Welcome, everybody, to the Premier League Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. My name is Malcolm Bamford. Coming to you from Newcastle upon time. Today is Sunday, April the 16th. And we are here to have a look back at a historically good weekend of Premier League picks. And then we'll make some Champions League, some Europa League and some lower league um, English picks uh, for this midweek coming up. Joining me from somewhere in Nottinghamshire is Mr Barry Penaluna. Hello, Baz. Good evening, Malcolm. How are we doing? Uh, guess what I had for me tea? Uh, Sunday roast uh, Sausage, egg and beans Random Tell you what I've had uh, Go on this. then The ten-year-old daughter has cooked us a three-course meal today All four of what, us What, what? What, what? Ten-year-old daughter So she's a bit obsessed with Come Dine With Me on the TV Yeah, yeah, like uh, it Which for our very American viewers is where uh, people invite They must you know, have that They've got all the same shit we've got Four people come around your house, cook your dinner you get scored at the end and then you go to the next person's house the next night and all that. So she wanted to cook us a three-course uh, three meal. So we said, right, um, you come up with your menu. So she typed the menu up on the computer, printed it nice. up. Trophy's menu. Uh, we had patty and bread to a starter. Yeah. Um, she made a creamy tomato pasta with garlic bread for the main course. And then she cooked a homemade brownie. And honestly, oh. the brownie was out of this world. She's done it from scratch, like absolutely yeah. everything. We literally took our shopping, got her the ingredients, put everything out on the bench with the scales and the mixer and all of that, and said, crack on. And she stood in the kitchen for hours with a laptop there. <laughs> the laptop had a recipe on that she was going to follow for the brownie. She'd found a recipe on Google. Um, and we've had a, a lovely meal. She's cracking. She's done a great job, like, for, for 10-year-olds. Fantastic. Fantastic. She wouldn't let us get involved every time you walked in the kitchen. She's like, get out. This is mine. I've got it. It's not a problem. So, uh, the only thing I had to do was take something out of the oven. Um, everything else yeah. was, was was done by her. So, yeah, we've had a really good meal. She's done really well. Why the hell am I slumming it with sausage, egg and beans then? I'm going to go and drag my kids out the air. Do you know this, Baz, that I got down to the last five for come down with me? There's yes, four uh, people. Yeah, knew, Do you remember back in the day? They came around the house with the cameras and everything. Uh, in, in this very kitchen, in fact. And then somehow they didn't choose me. I don't know what they're thinking. Like, um, And the, the yeah, stupid look. woman they did choose, she lives across here at Kenton Park. She made um, chicken tikka, but in the sandwich toaster. So she put the chicken tikka <laughs> in the thingy and then just like flattened it and I just held it shut. That one, you know. Do you? Think, well, yeah, that was my I one. It should have been. They would they laugh because I had my tagine here. I've got my little tagine up on top of the fridge, you know, the old uh, clay Moroccan pot, which came back from Marrakesh. I'm a well-travelled man. Um, and she asked for a look in there. Well, all I hide in there is old betting slips that I shouldn't have, parking tickets that I shouldn't have got, and stuff like that. So the, the, Because, you know, the IT department would never think to look in there. Yeah, so that used to be the place for all my shenanigans. And after they come down with people loved that. They loved all that. And then I got the... I got the knockback, Baz, so that was gravely disappointing. Um, Baz, I'm throwing out 25 to 1 underdog doubles and we're talking about come down with me. I mean, what's going on here? Um, Unbelievable yesterday. I mean, the underdogs. uh, You know, the underdog picks have been some of our best stuff lately. 
Um, after our Palace at a big price, we both took Villa against Chelsea at a really good price. Oh, yeah, that was only um, two Saturdays ago. I Five to one? I think you've hit three weeks in a bounce now. Um, what a guy. And obviously, double pick two this week and hit both of them at a 25 to one double. We'll come to that in a moment. I thought I'd hit three weeks in a row. I had in my head that I'd put Palace out. I knew I'd pick Palace. And I thought you I'd went for Brentford, Palace, didn't you? But I went for Brentford. Um, yeah. So I was between the two and went the wrong way. A little bit unlucky, but still had um, had some good price winners throughout. Um, and we both had had a, a sort of winning record this weekend. And we've got parlays still going. The three-day parlay is still yeah. going. So, uh, yeah, we'll, <laughs> yeah, we'll cover the games and we'll get to that in a minute and work out. Is your three-day parlay still alive then as well? Oh, that's why live and kicking, Malcolm, yes. Yes, excellent. I like this uh, concept, Buzz, the three-day parley. Um, so, yeah, we'll get, we'll get to everything. I mean, I, I will. I'm taking a mild victory. I'm smelling myself a little bit. I mean, it was off the back of a heroically bad European midweek. So, you know, it swings and roundabouts. But you're only as good as your last show, Buzz, and we smashed the granny out of it. So what we'll do is we'll have a little look back over the weekend because it's been a really big weekend, an important weekend of Premier League results um, at the top end, the bottom end and everywhere else. And we've got Leeds and Liverpool tomorrow, which we did cover on the show last week. So we'll briefly recap our picks for Monday night. Then we've got the Champions League quarterfinals. We've got Manchester United against Seville. And we've headed down the leagues. Um, Baz, I've, uh, I've got a surprise for you later on, Baz, as well. Um, I was I refusing to be outdone by your lower league sorties. So I've uh, made one of my own. And I didn't tell you about it you know, just to keep a little bit of mystery up. Um, yeah. So we'll do all that. Once I've told you about Shady Rays, um, our friends at Shady Rays have got you covered from the sun to the slopes with premium polarised shades, customisable snow goggles and much more. Uh, it's a world-class product, as good as any expensive pair that we've worn. Um, durable frames, extremely clear optics. Shady Rays will replace any lost or broken glasses. Uh, even on day one, they'll send you a brand new pair, no questions asked. So you can wear your Shady Rays with confidence. Um, let's have a look. Uh, look good and feel good. They've donated over 20 million meals to Fight Hunger with Feeding America. Exclusively for our listeners, Shady Rays has given out their best deal of the new year. Go to ShadyRays.com. Use the code SGPN for 50% off. Two or more pairs of polarised sunglasses. Try for yourself the Shades rated five stars by over 200,000 people. And make sure to check out the NBA Playoff Survivor Challenge Completely free to enter, and the winner gets $250 in cash and a $100 SGPN gift card exclusively on the SGPN app. Okay, so we'll head back, fast to Saturday lunchtime. And, uh, this is where everything started, really. Aston Villa 3, Newcastle 0. Uh, Villa battered Newcastle. Now, I mean, what kind of, Baz? Cold-blooded, ice in the veins... Tipster, you know, it's like I slowed my heartbeat down to 12 beats per minute, like an Ethiopian marathon runner, to pick against my own team who'd won five games in a row, throw out the underdog at 13 to 5 plus 260, and then just sit back and watch his Aston Villa effortlessly crush Newcastle uh, 3 nothing. So, yeah, good old pick that was. And, I mean, it had been coming. What struck me was the similarities in the first half between the Brentford game and the Villa game. Um, they were both exactly the same. Um, both finished 1-0, could have finished more. However, Villa are a much better team than Brentford, so it was going to be difficult for Newcastle to come back. So, 
Um, as much as it was a bit of a shock and disappointing, I'm like, I say, I, I saw it coming, like, and I haven't quite a good read on Newcastle. I was never more confident that we were top Man United, and I was pretty confident that we'd get turned over. But say, a bad result, Villa are in absolutely great form. I got a message off a kid I went to college with, I hadn't seen him since 98, 99, uh, Lodder. Um, great kid, funny bloke. Honest, not spoke to him 23 years, but it's easy. Uh, a little Twitter message on Saturday night up the villa. It's like, fucking hell. He's like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Where have you come from? Oh, and up the villa and asked me for a tip for the national. All in the same tweet. Like, just, you know, I ran. so I gave him one tip, one, Corrick Rambler, uh, 10 to 1. So I was throwing out 10 to 1, winners after this in cash as well. Um, I took, I took so, Rambler as well. We should have put our national tips out. I know, we forgot all about yeah, it. So I, after I time. About it, but by the time I did, I, it was a bit too late in the day. Uh, but yeah, you took, I think, both teams to score, yeah, Baz, and we did think Newcastle would score. But um, in the end, Villa were great and we got humped. Yeah, yeah I mean, no excuses, really. It, it was probably our worst performance under how I think. Um, we knew it was going to be a hard game. We knew Villa were in good form. Um, and we just never got going. We, we were sloppy from the start. Um, just couldn't get any rhythm going at all. Everyone was poor. Um, but I, just, I don't think it's too big a deal. Um, if you look in the context of our last six games, if you told us we'd get 15 points from 18, yeah. we'd have took it. Um, lose that one, move on, and we're playing Spurs next week. It was shy. Massive game, though. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, it's not the end of the world. And as you say, we've, we've sort of... You, you alluded to it the other day about how there's always been this bit of pointless rivalry between Villa fans and Newcastle fans. And, and yeah. both of us are probably the same at the moment in terms of having a little bit of appreciation for the, the, the football, the playing and stuff. And um, it was good to hear as well, like both managers, you know, Eddie Howe saying, you know, I'm only here because Emery turned it down um, mm-hmm. and praising Emery for the job he's doing. But Emery equally saying, what a great job Howe's doing. This, there's no need for a massive rivalry. We hold the hands up. We got beat by the better side on the day. Um, your Villa fan obviously didn't get in touch earlier in the season when we humped them 4-0 yeah yeah um, but you know that's that's football that's fine move on yeah that's fair enough you're exactly right Baz. Uh, the 3 o'clock kickoff Chelsea won Brighton 2 great pick here but uh, Brighton at 17-10 was a team right uh, we both took it we deserved this I think after last week because we took Brighton at Tottenham and were absolutely chinned um, Chelsea got in front but very fortunately Brighton battered them um from start to finish. And the more I hear Frank Lampard talk, the more clueless he sounds. He just sounds entirely hapless. He's he's turning into Mr. Bean at high speed. Like um, Brighton were outstanding again, though, Baz and Chelsea, yeah, just an absolute dumpster fire. Yeah, I mean, both of us, as you say, took it at a really good price. Um, that's one thing I said to you beforehand, is we've had a really good weekend and we're putting out, you know, we've won more than half our picks this week, six, six for nine, both of us. But when you're putting out you're getting six for nine and you're pulling out 13 to eights and six to fours regularly. You know, we're not pushing everything down into, uh, you know, less than even money. We're putting out some good prices, you know, not afraid to back the teams where, where others might might have hedged a little bit with draw no bets and stuff like that. So, yeah, really, really positive on that from Brighton uh, at a really good price and, and got the three o'clock off to a great start. Uh, next one, where was our first loser? Everton won Fulham three. It was another team, right? We both took Everton. Um, the MOB and Everton were beating these bad teams at home. Um, what this was to me was a stark reminder, Baz, that Everton are shit. Um, they were absolutely terrible. They got humped off Fulham, who haven't been in good form. And 
this is as good as Everton. No, they've had the little bounce under Deitch. I mean, you looked at that team and they're rolling Neil Mopey out up front. I mean, like if that was Forrest or someone else, you just know they wouldn't score. It was um, yeah, funny old business. But yeah, that's a worrying defeat that for Everton. Yeah, definitely. As I say, it was one we didn't see. Fulham had been in bad form um, and we thought Fulham would come out and, and get something. Uh, sorry, we thought Everton would come out and get the result at home. Wasn't it be, as you say, that will be a bit of a blow to their confidence uh, with some tougher games to come. Um, next up, Southampton, Hill Palace 2. I got a bit cute round for the draw. It was staying in the face, really. Uh, Crystal Palace for the win. For, uh, playing freely, uh, scoring goals. Um, Basio took Palace at 17-10. to 10. Uh, Southampton, at this point, look doomed. They're about 25-1 to 1 on to go down now, the bugger. Um, and as much as we laughed, Baz, good old Roy Hodgson, three out of three. Yeah, uh, and as I said, you know, the, the, the fixtures have got easier for them but you've still got to win what they put in front of you and, and you've got to give credit to Hodgson for for getting the confidence back in a team who hadn't won for so long and yeah 17-10 winner for me really really good um, you know off the back of the Brighton one another really good plus money winner um, and that's cashed for me three weeks in a row with Palace so yeah see see, see if we come back to them next week I haven't looked at next week's fixtures yet but uh, yeah that's exactly. I had that thought as well, you know, Baz, because I faded them for a few weeks, and I thought, right, okay, I'm big enough to change my system here, and uh, I'll get Palace on my side next week. Um, this was the headline: Tottenham two, Bournemouth three. Bournemouth were given out um, at plus six fifty, thirteen to two by myself. What was your pick? You took both teams to score, Baz. So a little winner for you as well. Um, yeah, Wallop. This had been coming for Tottenham. They got away with it last week against Brighton. Um, I don't know what they're doing. I don't know what the manager's doing. The, the situation is just unbelievable. Um, they're they're an absolute mess, and you could this was you could see this coming, like, um, and see it coming. We did. I did tell you to double them up with Aston Villa if it felt a bit frisky, and that paid twenty five to one. Uh, so what a lovely touch! And I didn't actually know they'd won. This game kicked off late, fifteen minutes late. Um, they were hanging on for a two one. I had to go out to work. So I'm then in the van and just as I was driving, I heard Tottenham equalise in like the 90th minute. So I was furious. Um, and then I listened to the Grand National come on the radio, the horse race come on the radio. So I listened to all of that and then cracked on, went about the rest of my day. And only when I heard the news at the top of the hour, like 45 minutes later, um, I heard him say that Bournemouth had scored a late winner. I thought I'd misheard. So I frantically opened my phone. Uh, mass celebrations in the front of my van. Yeah, three to win, Baz. So yeah, this was an absolute delight and helped out Newcastle, who dropped their arse earlier in the day. That Spurs uh, meant that the the status quo remained for for those um, Champions League spots. Yeah, absolutely cracking pick from you that one. I mean, again, it's another example. We're not afraid to put out big prices if we fancy someone, we'll take it. We don't always have to hedge it. I know sometimes we we make jokes about my draw no bets and and uh, you know double chances. Um, but we're prepared to put our head on the line and, and take a gamble if we think it's the right way to go. And you've, you've nailed it this week um, with those underdogs. Um, as I say, I played it a little bit safer. I, I thought Bournemouth would give Spurs a game and I thought that both teams to score looked looked good enough. I think it had come up in the last four games for Spurs or something. Um, so, yeah, you know, both, both winning a game. Nice, nice. Uh, there's a few people loitering in YouTube here. If you want to say hello, by all means, uh, let us know who you are. There's a few ghosts hanging around. Um, the next one, Wolves 2, Brentford 0. Um, the 
the system fucked it, Buzz. Um, this is the funeral. <laughs> the funeral for the system. All you needed, really, Buzz, was for me to jump on it. Uh, one, yeah. one entry from me, knackered, gone, sorry. Yeah, I mean, it, I was furious because I've, I've opposed the, the pattern on these Wolves get home games for, for so long. Um, and then the one week where I thought I'd go with it, I thought Brentford would be, I thought Brentford were a good price. Uh, put them up as the underdog and Wolves cruised it in the end, didn't they? So, yeah, disappointing one, that one. Uh, yeah, Wolves look pretty yeah. safe now, playing well. Eagle, Costa was sharp. Brentford are on the slide. Brentford just stopped winning. Um, Manchester City 3, Leicester 1. Um, I took Manchester City minus two and a half. I don't know. I didn't win this. This is a travesty, by the way. Um, they, they were three and a look after about 20 minutes. I stopped looking again. I was at work. I stopped looking. Um, so I'm not quite sure what happened. But Baz, you took the... This was a nice pivot from you because you said at the time, you take you had the similar pick to me, similar analysis, but you took the over three and a half goals, which would give you that safety net of 3-1. Uh, and that's exactly what happened. Like so, yeah. Um, hats off to you for that one. Yeah. So I'd said at the time, I, th- I thought the, um, I-, I thought Leicester could score, uh, and if they didn't, I-, I felt fairly confident City could get the four goals themselves if needed. Uh, fortunately, it wasn't needed because once it went three 0 up so quickly, um, it was foot off the gas on it and uh, took off Holland at half time. Um, made a few changes. Leicester actually had a lot of chances in that second half, could easily have got back into it. And if you look at the um, the XG for that game, Leicester actually finished ahead of Man City on XG yesterday. Okay. Um, 2.19 City, 2.38 Leicester on the XG. Uh, they had 10 shots on goal, uh, th- four on target. City had very similar. Um, so, yeah, Leicester had, had chances. City did. Take the foot off the pedal. I mean, they cruised to it in the end, but had Leicester have been a little bit more ruthless, it could have got a bit. Uh, this kind of yeah, this game in. script. It's a, it's a game script thing a little bit. That's a classic, yeah, like I NFL mean, garbage time sort of chances and goals. Talked but... about this with a, with a mate of mine um, for fantasy football purposes. You know, sort of captained Haaland. You get your two goals in the first half, and then we, we, you call it Pep Roulette because you never know what he's going to do with his subs. Um, and to be fair. He took him off at half time, but he can do what the fuck he wants when you're three 0 up. If you want to rest Holland for midweek, then do it. Um, so you can't have any complaints. You, you take your take your look on the pep roulette. Sometimes you don't get what you want. Yeah, uh, but yeah, it, yeah, by that by that point, Holland had cashed his fantasy points by then anyway, so it wasn't a massive concern. Uh, but yeah, good win and uh, City absolutely in cruise control at the moment, aren't they? Um. On to Sunday, huge game, huge results um, in the early afternoon game. West Ham 2, Arsenal 2. This was my luck, um, over two and a half goals. Um, this was also quite funny. Arsenal shit the bed, second week running. Um, they threw away two goals. Two and a half after 10 minutes again. It's game over, like, um, like Liverpool last week. And somehow they let West Ham back in with a penalty, get a penalty of their own and miss it. And three minutes later, West Ham equalise. And all of a sudden, the uh, the title is a different kettle of fish now. Uh, Manchester City have gone minus 200, one to two. Arsenal are out to 13 to eight, plus 162. Um, and if Man City do go on to win the league, you'd say, Baz, today was the day um, when Arsenal, like I say, it all, it all just went tits up for them. 
Yeah, I mean, it, it still all hedges on that that game next week, doesn't it? If Arsenal, it's not next week, a couple of weeks, I think. If Arsenal do manage to get a win against City at the Etihad, it's all back on Arsenal's hands. So they've they've still got it there, but it's got to be mentally bruising, hasn't it, to, to throw two 2-0 two leads like that. Did you watch the game, Baz? Did you see yeah, it? Yeah, I did. Yeah. Yeah, I watched all Why did, in the last 20 minutes, you take off the three best players? You took off that. Saka, Martinelli and Odegaard. Yeah, I mean, he brought on some... Oh, maybe he yeah, left Saka on. Was Mart- no, sorry, Jesus it was. Jesus, yeah. Odegaard, Martinelli. Thought, oh, we need a goal. I'll take me three best players off. Yeah, he brought on Nketiah, didn't he? And Reese Nelson. Reese Nelson. And- yeah. I mean, Reese Nelson had, had got them... Bring the- them on when you're 3-0 up. Do you know what I mean? He brought he brought Reese Nelson on against Bournemouth and it paid off. I mean, maybe he thought Reese Nelson might get on the end of another one. Um, but yeah, it wasn't it be? Um, I took the over two point five goals. Very much a similar yeah. play to the Man City game where I thought I can take the Arsenal goals here if I want, but it's a bit short. Uh, I was confident West Ham could get one, um, and I thought if they couldn't, then Arsenal could get the three. And as again as it happened, it worked perfectly because I hit the over two and a half fairly easily. Um, so yeah, you, you mentioned this was your lock. Uh, my lock was uh, the Man City over three point five goals. Oh, nice. Um, so we both hit our locks this week. Um, we only started giving out a lock, <laughs> which was just our best bet for the UK viewers. The Americans all know what the lock is, but uh, yeah, we only started giving them out last week because you did it by mistake. Yeah, uh, I did it by mistake in Moon. Just so you know, Malcolm, we are now hundred percent on our locks, four from four. Yeah, um, what? So, that's yeah. unbelievable. That I'm not it, putting uh, a lock out midweek though. I, Champions League is now a forty. We'll stick with the Premier League. For yeah, a I'm shit at this year. I'm, uh, <laughs> once, once we get to that, everyone should just turn off. I've got no idea what I'm talking about. Um, Nottingham Forest nil, Manchester United two. The most predictable scoreline uh, ever. I did say this would be the correct scores. So that was probably six or seven to one. The pick was Manchester United and uh, under four goals, which hit at 11 to 8, plus 137. And the way the game panned out, which was that Man United would get an awful lucky decision, because that's what happens when it's nil-nil. The most clear handballer, there's no point going on about it, but what a shower of shit. Like, it gets... I I mean, I... A man who support and friend of mine was like, it's never a pen. And I'm like, oh, fuck it, off. It is a pen. It's given every week as a pen. I said, you can find 20 examples this season of that same offence being a pen. one in the Arsenal game an yeah. hour earlier. I can get that it's it's a, it's a an annoying pen. Like, you know, it isn't deliberate, but that's that's not how it works these days. If you're armed in an unnatural, unnatural position and it hits it, and it, you know it hasn't deflected on the way; it just drops out the air onto his outstretched arm. Um, every week there, those are given, and Man United fans wouldn't be happy if it wasn't given against them, and, and Forest fans should rightfully be pissed off it wasn't given. As you say, there was, there was it, it was given earlier in the day, and they just they give it as soon as I seen it, I was like, it's a pen, isn't it? Definitely, I couldn't believe. I looked away from the telly for a few seconds and seen they were playing again, and I was like, hey. <laughs> I didn't get it. Um, the, the shit ones, if, if if you're against them, you're thinking, that's a shit pen, you know what he meant to do, his arms are out. But, letter of the law, and the interpretation as it is these days, if your hands are out there and the ball hits it, it's a pen, isn't it? Um, but obviously not. It wasn't even a particularly like difficult one to give, you know, you just, oh, look, oh yeah, that's a pen. Um, uh, Forrester rubbish, I've got that written down. Absolutely terrible. Um, Manchester United didn't have to do an awful lot to beat them 
I think we knew that before the game. I think yeah. we've mentioned that quite frequently lately. And I'll tell you who's a good player, Baza. Anthony, he's all right, isn't he? Good player. He's fucking shite. He's still absolutely <laughs> shite. He's playing well today. Yeah, shite. One goal, <laughs> shite one assist. You. All right. Shite. Excellent. Still um, so there, that was pretty, yeah. So six and nine, both of us. In fact, Baz, I think I went five and nine because I think I ticked Manchester City. I went five out of nine. You went six out of nine. Uh, but one of mine was 13 to two. So, yeah. Um, anyway, plenty of plus priced winners. So there's a game tomorrow, Leeds and Liverpool. We did recap it the other night and we'll just throw out our picks again um, for the Monday night game. Um, I completely copped out because I thought this was too hard uh, for me to handicap. So I took the cards, but the card line was too skinny as well, really. The, the line was at three and a half, which was heavily juiced. It was uh, 11 to 18. Um, so four cards is plus 100 even money um, and I threw out the ladder so I just think these two teams will run around and kick shit out of each other they don't like each other it's a Monday night it's a bit feisty um, so we'll get up the ladder from three and a half um, cards and I did like both teams to get two cards each that's at five to four plus 120 so those were my picks um, what did you have for Leeds Liverpool Baz? I went with the first half goals Um Two or more first half goals, and I think it was around about five to four off the top of my head. Uh, yeah, I can't remember the price now. Um, but yeah, two, over, over 1.5 first half goals from me in the Liverpool game. Okay, nice one. Uh, so that's Monday night sorted, right? We're going to move on to um, our Champions League um, picks. So, first, I'm going to tell you about Underdog Fantasy, a great place to get down on fantasy and player props all year long. Underdog Fantasy has your favourite NBA, NHL and MLB daily games. Plus, they're already doing best ball drafts for the 2023 NFL season. Head over to underdogfantasy.com and use the promo code SGPN for a 100% deposit bonus up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com, promo code SGPN. Okay, Champions League picks then, Baz. Uh, this all starts going down on Tuesday, 8 o'clock, UK time, 3pm Eastern time. Game one is Chelsea against Real Madrid. Chelsea are 7-4, plus 175. The draw's at 4-2, 5-2, 4-2. 5-2, plus 250. Real Madrid, 6-4, plus 150. Uh, Madrid lead 2-0 from the first leg. Holy shit, Baz. Why are Madrid 6-4 to four for this? Chelsea are in absolute shambles. They can't beat anybody. And Hapless Frank is... I have no idea what he's playing at. And Madrid are better away from home as well. Um, they've got a good record in the league. I think they won 10 from 15. We've already seen them at Liverpool in this competition where they humped them 5-2. They went to Barcelona a couple of weeks ago and won 4-0 in the Copa del Rey. Um, I was too clever last week, Baz. I've already said I've got no idea what I'm talking about. Um, and I tried to get too cute on all these European things. So I've just back to basics, Baz. The better team here, and considerably, by the way, as well. Better team, better coached. Um, they're six to four. Oh, man, honestly, it's like finding money in the street. Uh, I'll take Real Madrid, Barry, please. I'll co sign that. Um, I've, I've wrote down here, I've kept it really straightforward. I think Madrid at 6 to 4 is a tremendous price. Uh, I think they've done enough to win the tie, so they don't need to beat Chelsea, uh, Chelsea this week. But they've yep. done that in the first leg versus Liverpool, and they still went to Anfield and won 1 0. 
Uh, and I can't say anything different here. I'll take Madrid on the money line at 6-4, to four, plus 150. It's just the obvious play. I don't think you need to get involved in any other trends or statistics. I just think it's good value against a rubbish Chelsea side with a job probably done. They'll go and do exactly what they did against Liverpool and, and you know sneak, a, sneak another win here in the away leg. So, yeah, same for me. I mean, they just got Muller to talk to Brighton. Brighton are all right. Probably, I would suggest Real Madrid are a bit better than Brighton. Um, and yeah, they just got absolutely hammered at the weekend. So, uh, the second game on Tuesday is Napoli against AC Milan. Um, for this game, Napoli are three to four, uh, minus one thirty-three. The draw is thirteen to five, plus two sixty. AC Milan are at four to one. AC Milan have a one-nil lead from the first leg. Baz, um, all Italian clash. Who have you got? Yeah, so. As you say, in, uh, Napoli are well, 1-0 down from that first leg. I still think Napoli will fancy their chances here, despite a little bit of wobble in their form and despite the fact they've lost twice in quick succession against Milan. Um, they failed the win again yesterday. Uh, they had a nil-nil against Verona, uh, but they did rest a few players with the league pretty much sewn up. They didn't need to take any risks there. So Kvaratskhelia was on the bench. Ossiemen was back on the bench, so back to fitness. He did get on for 20 minutes, and Ossiemen will be expected to start the second leg. Um, he was missing in the 4-0 defeat to Milan, and he was missing in the first leg, but he will be back. Um, Milan also drew yesterday away to Bologna, um, but with Inter Milan also losing yesterday, they have held on to the fourth spot for now. Um, let's say Milan will take plenty of confidence from those those two recent wins from Napoli, but I think with those men back in, Napoli can turn the tie around and, and 21 to 20 for Napoli to qualify appeals. Um, but I'm going to go with the team goals. I'm going to back Napoli to get a score and boots back here with those men back in the lineup. Kavarashkelia refreshed after a bit of a rest yesterday. Napoli to score two or more, which is probably what they're going to need to do to qualify. Uh, it's at 10 to 11, and that's the pick for me. So, Napoli to score two or more, team total at 10 to 11. Uh, that's that's where I'm going. Uh, I mean, I was just thinking while, while I was there about um, score, I bet, as well. And see, when Osimhen's involved, they are a different side. They are, you know, they've, they've wobbled without him there. I had a quick look at him. First score at 15 to 4, uh, and an anytime score at Osimhen is 6 to 4. I don't mind either of those as well. If he Napoli sma- gets two goals, he, he's likely going to get one of them at least. He smashed one off the bar near the end of that nil-nil draw with Verona yesterday. Um, yeah. I thought, Baz, it was going to be another team ride because my pick is Napoli to qualify, which was the first thing that you mentioned. And that fits really into the framework of everything you've just said. Um, I have handicapped this game twice in the... Well, sorry, I handicapped it once and got it wrong. You told me what to bet once when I was half cut and got it wrong. Uh, so this is a third stab at this game from me. Um, but I still don't think Milan are very good. You just look through that form. It's bang average. Like, yeah. um, So I'm going to have another go and I'm going to take, um, yeah, Napoli to qualify plus 105. It's a price of 21 to 20. That would fit. I think if Napoli do get the two goals, Baz, that you're backing them to do, um, you'd fancy yeah, them I mean- to, uh, to get through. Similar to you, I just think Napoli are the better side, and at home you'd fancy them to win. The, the other reason that pushed me towards the uh, team goals was the, the Champions League home form for uh, for Napoli this season. This, they won three nil against Frankfurt, three nil against Rangers, four two against Ajax, and four one at home to Liverpool. Um, 
So four home games there, three in the group, one in the knockouts, and they've hit th- at least three goals in every one of them. So actually, I'm taking Napoli to score two or more, 10 to 11. I wouldn't put anyone off back and score three or more at three to one as well, because they've done it in every Champions League game so far at home. Um, so if anyone wants to push it, I, I think Napoli will, will find a way of, of, of turning this tie around um, at home this, this week. So, a so yeah, ladder. Yeah, don't, yeah, don't, I wouldn't go too far up the up the ladder, but two nil or a three nil is not 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 out of the question here. A little step ladder, Baz. I've drawn a step ladder on my notes there to signify that pick. Um, we go to Wednesday where the first game, uh, same time, eight o'clock, three o'clock Eastern time. Bayern Munich and Manchester City. Bayern Munich seventeen to ten, plus one seventy. The draws at fourteen to five, plus two eighty. Manchester City are 11 to 8 plus 137. Man City 3-0 up from the first leg. So yeah, that 3-0 scoreline makes this really, really tricky. Um, Bayern have to go for it, but uh, the second they concede a goal, it's a mountain to climb. Like, um, I mean, they're very capable Bayern. They're an excellent side. They did get battered last week, but it could have been sort of 6-4 or something. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I didn't see the... Uh, I didn't see the game. Do you remember we had the, the situation with the fire stick bar as well? Yeah, um, I took your advice. You know, you said the other day that I should maybe let my friend know in a yeah. sympathetic way and um, send them some money, which I haven't done yet, by the way. You might want to tell your friend that I'll remember to do that later. Um, but the fire stick's working again. You'd be pleased to hear it's been reactivated. So there's no, there's no further worries on that count. Um, yeah, so it could have been, you told me this could have been about 6-4. Um Everything you'd want to back instinctively is really short. Both teams to score and over two and a half goals are both one to two, minus 200. I've got a bit of a game script angle here, Baz. You like this. I think the, this will turn you on here, Baz. Um, Bayern come flying out the traps. Oosh, really fast. What a goal for it. Running around, running around really quick in that. Um, and I think they can get a goal. Um, but City are going to change. City are going to do their thing. And I think City can pick them off pretty quick. Both teams to score in the first half, Baz. After in the early on in this segment, said I was going to keep it simple. <laughs> Both teams to score in the first half, five to two plus two fifty. You having that? I don't mind that at all. Yes. Um, I mean, Bayern haven't been setting the world alight under Tuchel, have they? It started well with a four-two win over Dortmund in the league, but since then they lost in the cup to Freiburg. They then went and beat Freiburg in the league, lost to City, and and well beaten, you have to say. Um, and then they drew yesterday with Hoffenheim, which has let Dortmund right back in. Although Dortmund then made an absolute mess of it against Stuttgart. Uh, they were 2-0 up against 10 men and let Stuttgart come all the way back. Um, and then ended up drawing 3-3 in the end. Blew in that chance to go top of the league. Um, City, on the other hand, have now won 10 in a row. 14 games unbeaten. And have now scored 27 goals in the last five games. So they are hot at the moment and I can't see them not getting a job done here. With a three-goal lead, I think City are home and host. Um, and I actually think they might win this game uh, in 90 minutes as well, despite the fact they don't need to. Um, the 11-8 City, it doesn't doesn't put me off at all. Um, but I'm going to go for the goals again. I to say I've sort of got my mind on, on that last game and, and the fact it could have been a cricket score in any direction. It was... Such an entertaining game. Um, but City to score two or more is where I'm looking. And I think I think Brian, like you say, will have a proper go. 
but they're going to leave opportunities at the other end and Man City can pick them off, they will pick them off. And two or more City goals at 10 to 11, it looks okay for me because I could see this being, you know, if City don't win it, uh, it could be a 3-2 buy and a 2-2, anything like that. So City just get get a couple of goals um, because Bayern have got to take chances and this City team will break on you and, and score goals and pick you off. And, and as I say, Bayern have conceded enough lately to suggest City can do that again here. So yeah, City to score two or more goals at 10-11 to 11 is the pick for me in this one. Okay, that suits me, Baz. We can both win on that one. Uh, the final quarter-final... It's easy for me to say. Inter Milan against Benfica, 15-13 to 13 for Internazionale, plus 115. Uh, the draws at 12-5, to 5, plus 240. Benfica at 12-5, plus 240. Um, another tricky one, Baz. Yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, I fancied Benfica to get through the tie originally. I fancied them to get a bit of I think Benfica are right up against it. Um, I mean, this... In the side, and I looked at the the form. I said last week, despite the fact that Inter's defence is is solid, they've only conceded two goals in there on one occasion, going back to the start of November. So they had a two-one defeat, I think, to Empoli not that long ago. Um, and before that, you've got to go all the way back to the very start of Juventus, of November when Juventus put two past them for the last time they did that. So they're not there's not many teams putting a couple of goals past them. Um they got the job done in the last round against Porto with a one nil win. Uh they beat Barcelona here one nil. They've only conceded seven goals in six games in the group stage and they had a group of Barcelona and Bayern in it. Uh, so to concede seven goals in six games there against those two sides, playing them twice, uh each of them. I think it shows defensively that they are solid. Benfica have now lost three in a row as well. They lost to Porto in the league. They lost to Inter. And then they got beat off Chavez yesterday, I think it was. Um, and they've let Porto right back in in the title race. I think they're now only four points clear at the top of the league. So Benfica aren't in great form. They had been before this three-game slide. Um, but I just think Inter are a hard side to beat, particularly at home in the Champions League. Um, Inter not needing to take any risks here. I'm just going to take in at a shut-up shop, keep it a low-scoring affair, and I'm really surprised to see the unders not juiced too much, and it's a 10 to 11. So under 2.5 goals for uh, the Benfica, a 10 to 11 is the pick for me. Ah, you see, now you've got me scratching my head a bit here, but my, the pick I've gone for is both teams to score. Um, it's 3 to 4, minus 133, but you've just made a fairly solid case. Um of why that might not happen. I'll stick with my guns. I think Benfica are good for a goal. Again, similar to Bayern, they'll come out, they'll have a goal. Um, but I think it will be a little bit too good for them. If Benfica do get one, Inter should be able to, to get on the score sheet themselves. But I struggled with this one, man. It's hard. Um, yeah, it's yeah. hard to read Benfica's form as well. Do you know what I mean? I'm going to sit here and sit and analyse Portuguese form one way or the other. Like, um, But I did think... Um, because we, we backed them last week, we fancied them last week, and the reasons... Um, that we did think they would win the game last week's stand, you know, and we, we've watched them in the previous round. They scored a ton of goals as well. So I think they've got they've got a goal in them. So I'll stick with that. Both teams to score um, at three to four, minus 133. Um, we're going to do one Europa League uh, quarterfinal, the Manchester United game. We did the first leg last week as well. Uh, this is on Thursday. 
Um, same time, 8pm, 3pm Eastern kickoff time. And Manchester United travelled to Seville. Uh, Sevilla are 13 to 5 plus 260. The draw is 13 to 5 plus 260. Manchester United are even money plus 100. So this game is 2 2 after a frankly hilarious collapse last week um, when Manchester United were cruising while we were recording the show. In fact, I think we awarded ourselves a win on my picks um, and both of our um, while this was ongoing. And then by the time I closed it down and made a cup of tea, Man United had scored two own goals in the last three minutes uh, and drew 2-2. So um, still no Rashford for them, uh, which is a bonus. Um, I'll tell you what's winding me up, Baz. I've got a new big in my bonnet, the Butcher. How would you feel about oh. that? Oh. <laughs> Fucking the Butcher. Uh, do you know what kind of butcher he is, Baz? You know the butcher who works in Morrison's? Yeah, like, he just has never done a butchery course. He just wraps some meat up. He's got the hat on. He's got the white coat. That Morrison's butcher, is, he's never got mince under his fingernails, has he? Never in his life. Has he gone home smelling of awful? Funnily enough, I've been into Morrison's before and asked the butcher to do something for me. And he was like, uh, I can't do that. I'm actually a fishmonger. Um, I was good at... He stood, stood in the butcher's counter and he, he wouldn't cut me a different size joint of beef or something like that. Because um, he's he's not really a butcher. He's he's just he does fish. I did consider I the fishmonger analogy actually. I, did, I like a fishmonger, but yeah, um, that's a man. Yeah. So anyway, uh, grow up, Man United fans, the fucking butcher. Um, so, but anyway, so yeah, they've got a lot of big games as well, Man United. They they've got a look ahead spot to the FA Cup semi final at the weekend. Um, they got away with it today against Nottingham Forest. They were by far the better team. They played well. Um, although Harry Maguire was an absolute accident waiting to happen. Um, and Lindelof, they got no choice but to play them too because I think Varane and um, the butcher, the, the fishmonger, we'll call him, um, Varane and the fishmonger are both injured. Uh, Sevilla absolutely love this cup. Uh, this is going to be a much tougher assignment than what Man United got away with. I'm going to take Sevilla. I'm happy to leave Man United. I just think that they're just underpriced relentlessly. Um, and sometimes they're going to prove me wrong. I mean, I was on them today, got them right. Um, but I said they couldn't and wouldn't run up the score for us and they didn't. So I think Sevilla will get them. Um behind what is a dodgy, dodgy, dodgy defence. Um, and Anthony did his good things for, for the month all in one afternoon today. So, yeah, uh, give me the home team, Baz, what you got? Yeah, I, I mean, I, I get... I mean, they could have run up the score today, Man United, because Kalo Navas has had to have an absolute blinder to keep it down to 2-0. But I agree with you. I, I found it hard to handicap, to be honest. Um, I took the unders last week and failed there. And I've wrote down, I think Severe aren't a bad price here at all for the home leg. I didn't expect Man United to be as short as they are. 11 to 10 to win in 90 minutes and 4 to 7 to qualify. It's just far too short for me. Um, as you say, we know this Severe team have got pedigree in this tournament, haven't they? Um, so I'm going the exact opposite of where I went last week. Man United Europa League ties have gone over two and a half goals. It's all of the last five games in the knockout stage. So uh, I think it was Barcelona, Betis, and then the first leg in this one. Uh, four of the five have gone over. And in knockout games at home, Sevilla have managed to score two against Fenerbahce, three against PSV. Um, they've 
we, as I say, we know that they the like this tournament. So I think Sevilla can get in on the goals, whether they win it, I don't know. Um, but I think they can chip in here and get us to the over two and a half at 10 to 11. So over 2.5 goals, Sevilla v Man United is the pick for me at 10 to 11. Okay, uh, next up, we've got some bonus League One action. Baz, you've declared yourself a League One expert because you've had some lucky picks the last couple of weeks, haven't you? You've decided, you've anointed yourself, you've crowned yourself like the king of League One, is what you've done. Uh, Sitting there with a little crown on. So you've made some rash League One picks, so let's have them. Yeah, so this came about, Big David being in touch again, who's a new listener, Found us recently, and he's absolutely we like Big Dave. He messaged me um, yesterday, so it was after the Villa game. The Villa game, um, had done, he, he doubled both of our picks. He went for Villa to win and both to score. Um, so a little bit unlucky there. Um, Fool. But he, so he come to me. He says uh, he fancied Crew in League Two to score two or more goals. He wanted to know what my best pick of the day was to go with it, to stick it in a double. And I could have just referred him to the lock from a show or picked one of the Premier League picks and threw it out. But I had a pick I really, really liked in League One. So I said I like the Barnsley team total over 1.5. I told him why. Um, and off he went, put the double on, and it cashed within about 25 minutes. Um, I laddered the Barnsley goals from two all the way up to five... Um, and it finished 5-1 absolutely nailed the bond so I said he said do you not put these stuff out on the podcast <laughs> and I said no I said it's a Premier League show you know we've got 10 Premier League games we don't but I said we, we, we will where we can so I thought maybe when, it, when something does stand out we'll put it out but if not try and put them in the Discord or TikTok or something like that because we have been finding some good lower league stuff um, and we can't give everything out. Like we've got an hour, haven't we? It's it's difficult. Uh, but I thought I'd have a look this week because there's quite a lot of Championship, League One, League Two stuff going on. Um, so, yeah, it was good to have a bit more interaction there. Uh, and we've had some good interaction this week. Actually, TikTok has been a few people in touch. Um, and on Twitter, Patrick's been letting us know he's been back. Oh, yeah. Winners. I think Patrick had some nice winners this week. Well done, Patrick. Yeah. So we've had a few people, on, as I say, on TikTok getting in touch, a few private messages saying, what do you fancy here? What do you fancy there? The answer is, you know, listen to the show. Um, I do, <laughs> I do help people out. Though. I'm not, I'm not that that sly. Um, someone even on TikTok messaged me and said, "Do you have a tipster service I can subscribe to?" <laughs> and the, uh, you know, How much you charge them, Baz? So, so the temptation was there to just drop in my PayPal address. You uh, could have got that fire stick subsidised, Baz. If, if you, uh, the answer is. If you want me tipster service or, or our tipster, you do it by subscribing on YouTube, subscribing on Spotify, yeah. taking the like, taking the thumbs up, and telling your friends. That's all you need to do, and you can have every pick we've got. Um, so yeah, there's no subscription service here. Just just sign up and listen to the show, and, and we'll give you twenty five to one doubles and correct scores and underdogs scorers. The whole lot. You get the whole lot for free. What a service! Uh, so yeah, keep keep interacting with us on the old uh, on the socials. And as you say, if you're in the live chat now, let us know your picks. Let us know your fancy. Let us know you're there. Or if you're listening on YouTube afterwards, there is a comment section. I still, you know, you can still get involved afterwards and let us know your thoughts. Uh, League One. I've gone down to uh, Ipswich v Port Vale. Ipswich are on a 14 game unbeaten run. The second in the league. Uh, they've won nine of their last ten games and they're going absolutely mad for goals lately. They won 6-0 yesterday. 
And in the last 10 games, they've had a 6 0, they've had three 4 0s, three 2 0s, and a 3 0. Uh, I think they had a 1 1 draw, was the one anomaly in there. They've also had 10 clean sheets in the last 11 games for League One, League Two Championship. And these are hard leagues to get any kind of consistency. Um, 10 clean sheets in 11 games. Uh, so they've, said they've conceded one goal in the last 11. Um, ridiculous form. Port Vale, on the other side of it, uh, have had no win in seven. They've conceded three or more in three of their last six games. They've also failed to score in three of their last six, and they haven't faced any of the title-chasing sides in that run until now. They haven't had a particularly hard run, but they're not playing very well in it. And I think Ipswich will win it, and I think they'll win it well. Um, these are the last six home games for Ipswich. They've won 6-0, 4-0, 2-0, 3-0, 4-0, 4-0. Uh, it's astonishing form. Um, and they're chasing the league title. Uh, they're just a point, I think, behind Plymouth. They're in second at the moment. So there's a couple of ways we can play it. We can ride the Ipswich team total up. Um, and I think we'd have to start at three and upwards. Um, or we play the handicap. And I think with such a great defensive record, with all these clean sheets, that might be the better way of playing it. So I remember they've only conceded one goal in 11. So you can get... Ipswich to win by two or more at, at four to five. It's not going to make anyone rich, but it looks it looks safe as houses. So we start there, and then we ladder it up. Um, so Baza's ladders this week is all over the Ipswich handicap. Ipswich to win by two or more at four to five. Uh, then we take three or more at around five to two. I think we go four or more, which is the minus three point five. That's available at eleven to two. And to win by five or more, you can get it 14 to one. So we'll get up that ladder. Um, as I say, the handicap appeals to me because I fancy to get another clean sheet. Um, it means for a 3 0 win, we're getting paid out at around five to two rather than the five to four if we take the team goals, three or more. So if anyone wants to play it a bit more cautious, then, then, then by all means, take the, the team goals angle. Um, you can go with Ipswich to score three or more at five to four. Four or more at 130, uh, nine to one for five or more, six or more is available at 20 to one. The only thing I've got on my side is I'm starting with a 2 0 starting point on the handicap. Whereas if you go the team goals, you need the three goals, but a 3 1 will still do for you, 3 2. Um, so, yeah, a few ways to play it, but yeah, Ipswich to get in amongst the goals is something I really, really like. Um, so, yeah, the play for me is the Ipswich handicap and ride it up. Up the ladder, but um, similarly, I like the goals. I picked out um, a couple of other things. I don't know if you want to do yours or if you want me to stick with me league one. Yo, you crack on, Buzz. I've got uh, an underdog that I, that I quite like, and I didn't go into looking at league one with, with underdogs and, and parlays in mind, but I've but I've done it. Um, and it's a it's a fear of Chef Wed who've completely fallen apart. They went on that ridiculous unbeaten run of about twenty three games or something. Um, they they ended that with a one-one draw against Bolton, and they ended up going on a six-game winless streak, having having not lost for so long. Um, they've only had one win in the last eight now, and away from home, it's no win in five. They've lost three of them. Now, Chef went away to Bristol Rovers, who aren't amazing, the mid-table, safe as houses. What price do you think Chef went are? They've not won in five. They've won one in the last eight overall. Eleven to ten. Eight to eleven. Wow. Um, 
it's just ridiculous. And it's it's not me sitting here saying Bristol Rovers are going to beat Sheffield. I'm just looking at the price and thinking it's yeah. it's, it's scandalous. I um, anyone back in Sheffield at the moment in their current form at eight to eleven needs their head checked. Um, they might well win it. I'm not saying Sheffield can't win this game. Um, they may well do so, but for me, at eight to eleven, it's not for me. They might win, but at that price, you have to fade it. I think Bristol Rovers are a really good value at seventy two at home. Uh, it wouldn't surprise me at all. So, just a, a little bonus um, underdog that I didn't expect to put out when I first looked at it, but I just couldn't believe Chef Wed in the current form or, or that low. Um, I have picked out a treble as well on the Football League. So, bear with me one second. It's a it's a League One treble. I've gone for Plymouth to beat Shrewsbury, nineteen to twenty. Peterborough to beat Accrington Stanley. Who are they? Uh, eight to eleven. <laughs> and, which was the, the the starting point? Ipswich minus one point five at five to four. So that treble comes out at five to one. That's five hundred. So Plymouth, Peterborough, and Ipswich to win by two or more is a is a nice little party. I like. So that's all Tuesday night. Uh, I appreciate most people are probably watching Champions League football. That doesn't mean <laughs> you can't get involved in some league matching. Uh, yeah, see where we go with it. And if we win, we might make it a more regular feature. Uh, there'll be so few people, Baz, who listen to this show who get the accurate and Stanley who were there reference. Uh, <laughs> but it makes me laugh every time. Um, excellent. Well, yeah, you messaged me this afternoon with a silly little smiley face and you made some League One picks. So I rolled my sleeves up and I thought, I'll show them. Uh, and I've headed to League Two, Baz. Um, and made a little I thought you weren't going to say a National League because I looked at the National League and then I thought, bless the poor Americans can't bet the National League. So No, I, well, I was conscious of that, yeah. That um, so I've only made one pick. I haven't made dozens like you. Um, and again, it's one of these where the prices are wrong. Like you've just explained about the Sheffield Wednesday game. Uh, the game is Carlisle United against Stockport County. Carlisle are 2-1. to one. The draw is 21-10. to 10, And Stockport are 12-5. to five. Um, so it's a good game. Carlisle are fifth and Stockport are fourth. They're both on 71 points. Um, but I think the key for me is Carlisle's home form. They've had loads of away games recently. They've played three of the last eight at home, just um, won one and drawn two of those without conceding. Um, Stockport are in really good form, won four and drawn four of the last eight. But Stockport just don't score many goals. One of those eight games, they scored four against Newport. That is by far the outlier. In six of them, they scored one goal, and in the other game, they didn't score any goals. Um, it's not dissimilar to the Villa-Newcastle game, this, that we got right on Saturday. I just think the Carlisle, at 2-1, to one, um, you couldn't put a cigarette paper between these two teams. Um, and Carlisle is just huge. Um, at home, they're a good side, and like I said, I think 2-1 to one is just too big um, to get a home win. And the home form has been good. The third in the um, home table where Stockport are doing all right, but they're somewhere near sort of sixth or seventh in the away table. Not much between them, but I just think Carlisle are too big. Two to one home uh, for that win, Baz. Nice. I mean, pretty good. Cool. a good, uh, good selection of stuff this week, haven't we? Um, Love it. I mean, um, did we bother with locks and dogs and goals? Have you got anything? No. I, are we not doing that now? Do we only do that on a weekend? We stick with that with the Premier League, don't we? I mean, I've stuck an underdog out, but it's not not uh, these aren't official uh, underdog locks. We, we stick with our locks on the Premier League, Martin. We've started. Well, yeah, right. think, we protect our run, Baz. 
But, you know, we've, we've still stuck out plenty of variety. It's, yeah, um, beautiful. All right, a minute. Well, uh, that's us done. Brilliant. Uh, a nice great solid fifty-six minutes. We've got under the uh, under the hour mark for the first under the hour. Well, we do only have six games to handicap, where so we've managed to drag it out a little. But we did have some uh, flexing to do as well, Baz, and we do like um, analysing the Premier noticed, League uh, weekend. What I've noticed from the numbers, Malcolm, is a trend that more people listen to our Sunday night recording than listen to our Thursday night. Do they really? Yeah, quite a quite a big difference. Despite the fact that our Thursday night is the bread oh, and butter. All our picks are on a Thursday night. <laughs> yes, I know. All our winners going. I mean, we're getting good numbers. It's good. It's it's growing, which is what we want. And that's, uh, you know, good to see. But I wonder... It might be the Champions League. I think it'll be the Americans and the Champions League, but... Uh, or the other thing is less people listening to podcasts on a weekend, more people listening through the week on their way to work. Yeah, that's another Sunday possibility. Night, sure, people are listening at Monday morning, Tuesday morning, on their way home Monday or Tuesday night. Whereas the uh, the Thursday show has probably only got the the legs on a Friday, and then it fizzles out because people have got better plans on a Saturday. But yeah, I mean, as we speak, Baz, absolutely if, everybody's if the- everybody's fucked off from the YouTube channel, so we're just making you now talking to ourselves. That's fine. I mean, we're still getting. I mean, YouTube's fairly fresh to us, but we're getting yeah, um, true. A good amount of people watching it after the event. Um, and we need more people liking it, though, because they're all coming back and watching it every week. But they're not st- <laughs> only seven of them sticking their thumbs up. I, I think I know more than seven people who watched it personally. Yeah, um, thumbs up. Message them all, ask why they didn't give it a thumbs up. Um, but yeah, if you are one of those people that only listens to our Sunday night show, uh, you need to try the Thursday one because that's where all the, the dynamite comes out, like all the gold, 25 to 1 doubles and stuff like that. But I uh, appreciate all the listeners and uh, just keep keep liking, rating, reviewing. All good. Yeah. Cheers. So, yeah, good luck with all your picks. Enjoy all the European football. Uh, we'll be back on Thursday night. We've got Prem and FA Cup semi-finals this weekend. Uh, so loads of stuff to get our teeth into. Uh, cheers, Baz. That was fun. Uh, well done this weekend. Plenty of winners uh, for us to pat ourselves on the back with. Um, good luck this week. Appreciate you listening. Uh, we'll see you down the road. Cheers. Thank you.